to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 260 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you've all had a great couple of weeks. Uh, it's it's been a couple of weeks. I am so excited to be back tonight. Um, you know, there's been so much going on, and I feel like I've I've kind of had a little you know lull on social media and all that, but really trying to get back into the groove and all that. Um, so if you've been following obviously, which I'm sure most of you have. Back on September 18th, it was a Saturday, I put out on social media some teasers about some big personal news. Uh, and, and if you missed it, I am so excited to tell you guys that Lindsay and I are expecting our first baby. Uh, it's going to be a boy, which is so awesome. And the due date is Valentine's. And uh, don't worry, if, if he's a little late and it's on the Daytona 500, I am pushing hard for the middle name to be Daytona. Uh, I've, I've been told that I'm being vetoed on that, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I put out some some videos of how we made the announcement, which was full NASCAR style. We had over 60 people, uh, which was incredible and heartwarming. Uh, we had an invocation. We had a presentation of the colors. We had a singing of the national anthem. We had a drone flyover driver intro and the command to fire engines. And it was so perfect. Uh, Brad Yunker, big, big. Uh, a friend of mine, great friend of mine. He's like a brother to me now over the last few years. Did a lap around the block with some smoke bombs on the lapped traffic number 30 that he drives in the CRA series. Um, and the color of the smoke told us what it was, and it was a baby boy. It was so cool. Uh, if you guys missed that, uh, I can uh, absolutely try to repost that. It's a, it's four minutes. I got to figure out if I can put uh, Brad's girlfriend, Andrea, put together a great video video montage with music and you know sound bites from what was being said and all that kind of stuff it was it was so awesome maybe I might have to put that on the uh, on the website or something like that so uh, it was it was just so incredible uh, so that was the Saturday the 18th uh, then Sunday Lindsay and I headed to Aruba to celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary which was on the 24th of September uh, which was great uh, so that was why there was the first bonus show uh, had a great time down there but how do you not have a great time when you're in Aruba? Uh, and then last week, you know, we, we got in, we landed. We, I don't think we got home in bed until about 3.30 in the morning on Sunday. And, and you know, we worked Monday. Uh, so there just really wasn't time to really get a show together. So that's why Bo to show the last two weeks. So uh, that said, here we are tonight, which I'm excited about. But uh, they're they're. Uh, is some sad news, um, and, and that is uh, my grandpa, uh, before the gender reveal party, went into the hospital. He came home last week under hospice, uh, so there might be an unexpected uh, week in the very, very near future where there isn't a show again. So uh, that's it's really sad, uh, but, you know, you, that's, it, it's life 91. Uh, he was so important uh, and is He's still here as of recording, um, you know, is is uh, the good and bad of things. But um, 
there's there's that. So I, I'd like to share all news, right? So there you go. Um, I, I'll tell you guys, though, I am so excited to close out season five of the show with you guys over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be crowning a fantasy champ. We're going to have the annual year-end awards, the uh, Lucky Dog recap show. Uh, lots to do before the offseason is upon us. Uh, came out with a huge giveaway over the weekend, giving away a piece of uh, Harvick sheet metal and... Uh, the Chase Elliott raced win champ car from Phoenix. Uh, so uh, I got more info on that, and that's all over social media on how we're going to give that away. And, hey, got a huge show lined up for you guys tonight. That's right. Uh, Chris Rice and Matt Collig from Collig Racing at the same time uh, in just a minute here. I'm so excited about that. Got a small recap from uh, this weekend with with everything that went down at Talladega. Um, got social media shout outs. Newdorf has got some weather, some football, and some other stuff to talk about. Lucky Dog lap down recaps. And, uh, of course, some lap traffic fantasy to close it out. So uh, let's get things rolling. Let's get Matt and Chris on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making their first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. The first is the team owner of Collig Racing. The other is the president of Collig Racing. Welcome to the show, Matt Collig, Chris Rice. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Brandon, great. Couldn't be better. Uh, super excited about coming off of uh, Talladega. That's always fun to race at those uh, super speedways. They're exciting for a billion different reasons. Uh, but looking forward to going to Charlotte this week, and uh, it's good to talk to you about racing. I, I'm so excited, guys. Uh, it's an honor and privilege to have you guys a part of the show tonight. Uh, Matt, you know, let, let's start with you, man. Uh, successful business owner with, with Lee Filtered, now a successful NASCAR team owner as well. Uh, that's a hell of a crazy crossover. Uh, talk <laughs> a little bit about, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you've said it a hundred times, but for the listeners, you know, talk about, the, the urge and the drive to get started in NASCAR. Oh man, that's great. And, uh, I appreciate that, uh, you know, saying I'm successful at Lee filter and racing. Uh, it's actually good to be, uh, on both sides of it. Uh, but for those that don't know, it started in the sport in NASCAR, uh, as a sponsor. So, you know, I built this, uh, leaf filter company. We do gutter protection. It's leaf filter gutter protection. Um, I built this thing out of my house, started back in 2005. So I live up and my business is up in Hudson, Ohio, which is Northeast Ohio. And, you know, as the company started growing, I started growing nationwide. You know, I started out of my house in 2005 and, and worked just in Northeast Ohio for three years and then started to expand open offices in different markets, uh, including, you know, probably my 10th office was down in Charlotte and I have one in Raleigh. And as we were getting down farther into Texas and, I mean, really in the south, into NASCAR country, uh, you know, thought it would be a good situation, like, to maybe, uh, you know, be in NASCAR, just advertise on a car in NASCAR. It was such a big sport. And so in 2014, had the opportunity to do that. So in the, um, you know, in the fall race in Charlotte in 2014, sponsored uh, Blake Cook in, uh, in, in a cup car. And, you know, we had our very first leaf filter, which is the really the same paint scheme that we run now uh, with Justin Haley uh, that we actually ran uh, with Justin Haley yesterday as well in the, uh, at Talladega in the cup race. But had fun, uh, started with uh, Charlotte, and then we did Miami that, that season. 
and then kind of got the bug. I brought a lot of people down from uh, from our corporate headquarters, the Leaf Filter, uh, down from Ohio, and uh, loved the pictures, loved uh, the fact that we could get shirts, and you know our sales reps could go into houses with uh, Leaf Filter racing gear on, and uh, so everybody, including fans and and our customers, really started to like that. So. Um, got into the Xfinity series in 2015, uh, full time with Blake cook, um, and, and sponsored the whole year. So we just love that. And then got about halfway through the year and, you know, started to learn about NASCAR, started to learn about, uh, the team owners and the different teams and the different funding and the different sponsorships. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, kind of we're in a sit. How do I nicely say? We have been kind of in a situation where, you know, we weren't the most competitive. We weren't advertising or marketing on the most competitive uh, team or cars. So, uh, you know, wanted to know how we did that. How, how could we go faster? And, you know, it really came down to, you know, we were spending so much money or we, we wanted to spend more money. But also being entrepreneurial, you know, I thought to myself or thought to, these, you know, hey, I think I could do this myself. And so what would it take to start a NASCAR team, uh, even in the Xfinity series? And so Blake Cook introduced me to Chris Rice, who's on this uh, on this podcast now with me. Um, and we sat down and talked about numbers. And, uh, you know, he's been in the sport forever and uh, his run teams and, and, you know, in the Xfinity series and the Cup series and the truck series and, um, you know, knows this stuff. So sat down with him, went over numbers talked about what it would take to actually start a team. And, uh, I mean, you know, to make a long story short, I mean, that's really how we got started. Um, you know, we started, Chris started working and, uh, meeting with manufacturers. We started to talk to different cup teams about Alliance deals, what kind of motors we were going to run, um, you know, and what that would look like, where our race shop was going to be and, uh, you know, and really just started. So, I mean, here we are, fast forwarded to now. Uh, this is our sixth full-time season uh, as colleague racing. We've got, what, 14, I think 14 Xfinity trophies and, uh, and a cup trophy. So uh, having fun, I'd say Chris Rice knows how to run a race team. <laughs> Chris, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Chris, you know, for, for you know, it's, it's Matt's, you know, led in for you almost perfectly there. Uh, you know, you've been in the sport a, a long time. You know, from from your perspective, what made this pairing, you know, make sense for you? Well, thank you, Matt, as as I always tell him. But you know, when I met Matt Colleague, man, years ago, over six years ago, now I just had this, I had this vibe that you know he was. He was like me. He All he wanted to do was win in stats, a win in what he was doing, try to beat the next guy. And, you know, he taught me the day I met him. We sat in and we talked about his business, but we also talked about life. And he, he had just hit something in me that was like, okay, this guy is for real. Like, he wants to go racing. And, man, I've always wanted to have this opportunity to go racing with somebody that just believes in me and, and my ability to what we can do. So, We've had an amazing relationship since day one. We've probably talked. If we haven't talked every day, we haven't missed many days. So it has been amazing. But, you know, to have a race team that we've had over the last several years and, and win the races we've won, because just in the last three years, we've won 14 races. We didn't start. We didn't even have start having top fives 
until, you know, the last three years. So we really come on the map the last three years and, and learned how to win. And that just took some time. Matt was very patient with us. Everybody at Lee Filter was very patient with us. We were just there, right? Like we were, we were the guys that we made the playoffs. We were there, but we really wasn't that guy that was going to win that race, running the top five. Then all of a sudden we, we said, okay, let's change up the business model a little bit. Matt, Matt and myself, we sat down. I will never forget it. We sat down at one of his events and uh, he, he gave me a, a, a little bit of a pep talk and we went after it. It took us about six months. And the next thing you know, we, we started winning and uh, we haven't looked back since, you know, we run top five, top 10 every week and have three cars now, three great drivers and a bunch of great employees that, that have the same vision we have. And it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. That's incredible. Um, Matt, Matt, uh, you, you, you talk about, you know, getting into the Xfinity series back in 2015. Uh, you know, you started out as a race, as, as a, as a sponsor in, in the sport. Um, you know, w- when you were making the decision of, of what series to get into, w- w- what pulled you to the Xfinity series versus the truck series? Oh man. Uh, well, actually it was, it was really, it was Blake cook. I mean, we were behind cook. Blake cook was our driver. Sure. Uh, so when we were, when we were over at TriStar Motorsports, I mean, Blake, uh, really introduced me to, to Chris. I mean, uh, Chris had crew chiefed, uh, a couple of Blake's cars, uh, you know, in, in the years past and they had some success together. I think they sat, uh, I think they qualified second, uh, down in Miami, uh, you know, a few years earlier, and uh, so it was really about, you know, my intention wasn't totally, you know, it's weird how just things work out. My intention wasn't totally just to start a race team. You know, we were going to, you know, we had originally talked about uh, partnering with TriStar Motorsports, which uh, which isn't around anymore. Uh, but then it turned to, all right, how how can we what what can we do? Uh, where can we go? How do we go fast um, and really partner? So you know, and Chris will tell you, and I think a lot of fans know, originally we were, you know, um, it was, it was Blake Cook, uh, was our driver. And then, and then Chris, not only was the, uh, the team president and running everything, but was also the crew chief and kind of, we just started, you know, really small and then, and then went from there. So, um, you know, and eventually, you know, we, we moved on from Blake and got, uh, Ryan Truex and, um, you know, and now we've got uh, Justin Haley in that 11 car, and now we've got three full-time Xfinity cars, and um, you know, winning races, and and I think now we've run what nine or ten uh, Cup races, and uh, you know, I mean, we've just kind of built from there. But you know, I always talked to Chris about running in the Truck Series. Uh, he was that's where he was. He he was running a truck team uh, at the time when I met him. Uh, and then finished out that season. And, and then, of, of course, we started uh, college racing. But uh, we have, we've talked about it a bunch of times uh, over the years. In fact, we talked about it last week where we, you know, we're, we're bummed. I'm personally bummed that we took, uh, or that, that uh, you know, it's not NASCAR's fault, but that, that mid-Ohio was uh, taken off the schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, in, the, yes. in the Xfinity series. So, you know, it's like, man, what are we, what are we going to do? Are we going to, you know, so I started talking to Chris about, Hey, can we get, can we run trucks maybe just for mid Ohio? And I always tell him his phone's breaking up. I can't hear him. He needs to get a new phone. He's breaking up real bad. It's crazy how that happens. Uh, So, uh, yeah, but I'd love to, I would, I'd love to have a truck uh, trophy, you know, 
I mean, we've got we've got a trophy in the Cup Series. We've got a bunch of them in the Xfinity Series. So uh, you got to you know, complete. The I mean, we're not looking. <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? But you know, I, I don't. I I doubt that. Uh, uh, never say never. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't think we're going to do that. Fair enough, uh, Chris. Man, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, like. The last three years is really is when college racing's been on the map, so to speak. You know, from the competition side of things, it's been so much fun to watch you guys over the years. I've been talking about college racing for years on the show as the team to watch because it looks like it's being done the right way. And I don't know what the right way is, but from a fan perspective, we talk about that the eyeball test, and you guys look like it's been passed with flying colors. You know, talk a little bit about the growth of the team from in inside the shop through the driver roster changes uh, as, as the years have progressed to 2021 uh, knocking on a championship. Yeah, well, it's been a lot of fun and thank you for talking about us. That's the key. We want everybody in the world talking about us and how much fun we're having, no matter the situation, but you know, it, it starts at the top and we started at, you know, Matt taught me that you got to have fun doing this. If we're not having fun. There's no need to do it. So we, we, we treat the shop the same way. You know, we, we talk about having fun. We talk about, you know, com- competing each and every week, but you just got to have great people that believe in the system. We have a great system here. It is one team and we feel three cars. Everybody works for Matt Colleague. Everybody works for Colleague Racing. Nobody is a 10 car, just the 10 car. Nobody's just the 11. Nobody's just the 16. It is all one team working for the same goal. We came home with the regular season championship trophy and it, it made it back to the shop today. And I noticed that every single person was going by there taking a picture with it. And that's what we want because this is one team. And that's the way we're, we're doing it. I know, uh, you know, I've seen where Rick Hendricks said something like that this year. And, and we've been saying it for about six years now. But uh, it's just we won't, no matter the car that gets in victory lane, as long as it's a collie racing car, everybody wins. Everybody gets a bonus. Everybody gets a chance to take that picture with the trophy. Everybody gets a win hat. And, and that's what matters, right? And, and when we do that, the shop just works harder for you and, and harder for the, the ultimate gold, and that's winning championship, winning races. And, man, I got to give it to A.J. Allmendinger and Justin Haley have become great friends, which has elevated our race team. Uh, each one of them had their own little part in doing what they've done to make us better, but those two guys have made the, the guys that we brought in, Ross Chastain, Jeff Burton, they made those guys fit right in and continuously win at the speedway. So I got to give them a bunch of kudos also in believing in our system. That's great. Um, Matt, you know, Chris mentioned AJ in there. Uh, you know, you guys bring in AJ to kind of serve as a mentor. He, he filled, you know, he ran a couple spots here and there. Uh, now driving full-time for you guys, four wins this year. Uh, talk a little bit about what brought that all to fruition, bringing AJ into the mix and, and with a full-time ride this year. Yeah. So yeah, three, what, three years ago, I mean, we were sitting around talking. I've always looked at the sport and, uh, and said, all right, you've got road courses, you know, obviously we run different tracks. You've got the short tracks, you've got the intermediate mile and a half tracks, you've got super speedways and you've got road courses. And, and so as we, uh, as we would run pretty good, you know, Blake would run good, you know, and, and whoever was driving the car at, at these road courses, we had some good cars and so then we just talked about, hey, what if we had, what if we had another car and we just put a road course racer in it just for the road courses, just to see what happens. Same with almost the super speedways. You know, you could put, 
you know, some, some real good super speedway racers in the car and then they can, you know, they could go, um, they could go do their thing. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's why we brought, you know, we started talking about it. And I think we even might've been together and I think we were watching, you know, an IMSA race and here's AJ Allmendinger, you know, as the commentator and, and at the race. And I'm like, well, why isn't AJ driving? And why don't we get, why don't we call AJ Allmendinger up and see if he wants to drive just our road courses. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need, you know, most of these guys, you know, when they're not racing or they, as you know, like they have to get back into the sport, they need sponsorship, they need money. But we said, Hey, if we could just go try to win, um, you know, we'll just, we'll have AJ run. And, uh, and so, so we called AJ up and, and he said, heck yeah, I'll run, you know, in your, in your road courses. And, you know, just, we just built a great relationship. Didn't have any idea of what kind of leader, um, how personable and great a guy he, he is for the team, not only, not only the drivers, but I mean, really for the whole team. I mean, he, he, uh, those, the, everybody in the shop genuinely likes AJ, AJ genuinely appreciates, you know, the opportunity that he's been given, you know, dare I say later in his career that he never really thought he'd get again. And, uh, and we're just blessed to have a guy like AJ Almaninger, you know, in the seat, uh, that is that is such a good driver and such a good personality. So um, no, he's been he has been all that and and everything, uh, you know, for our race team. And you know, here, we, here we've got one race left here in the uh, in the first round of the playoffs. And um, what's he? I think he's thirty three points uh, to the good, uh, and and uh, and and looking good as we go to another road course. Uh, that he's won before uh, say, here in Charlotte at the Roval. I think yeah. you guys got a couple trophies from him there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and so he he's uh, he's confident there. We're very confident, uh, you know, in him and all the guys. Really, I mean, the cars should be should be fast, and uh, we're we're really looking forward to it. AJ's also running in the uh, in the Cup race uh, on Sunday at the Roval. So, um, you know, he's, uh, he's looking good there too, but nope, can't say enough about AJ and, and what he's done, what he's brought to the team. And, and we look, uh, look forward to having him for, for, um, for years to come. That's incredible. I, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He, he brings a lot of energy, passion, and, and I love getting an opportunity to chat with him. That's for sure. Um, Chris, you know, uh, you guys making the move to cup next year, you know, from the garage perspective, uh, of having the respect to your peers, uh, having growth, the wins to back it up in the Xfinity series, already having a win in the cup series. Uh, talk a little bit about what it's going to be like being the new kids on the block next year, full time in the cup garage well if you were watching the talladega race i think you've seen that yesterday i mean you know it's it is it is what it is you got to go earn your way just like we did in xfinity we know it's going to be tough to go out there and run top 10 every week but that's our goal uh and and it's you know it's definitely going to be tough but you got to go in there and gain their respect i think justin haley did a wonderful job yesterday of gaining their respect getting up there leading some laps but when it comes time for those guys to race for stage points, we were like, okay, let's just get out of there and let those guys duke it out for their stage points. There's no need for us to to mess up their playoff bid, right? Um, we wouldn't want them coming in our garage doing the same thing. So those kind of things is what makes the other race teams appreciate you. Uh, Matt was at the racetrack yesterday, and Joe Gibbs come walking by him and told him good luck. You know, So they're already noticing us and Matt and – 
And that's the things that you want. You want the other race teams to notice you and they want that you want to gain their respect. You want them to understand that we're all here for the same gold and that's self-sponsorships and run fast race cars and win trophies. But at the same time, we can kind of be partners in this NASCAR world. So everybody sees that that's us and, and we want to continue that. And we want to continue that in the cut side. We jumped in with, uh, with two feet literally into the fire with uh, two charters and and now we gotta we gotta go and execute on those and in, in the next bunch of years and and we will that's something we're looking forward to and we're looking forward to the new car that's uh, I can't wait uh, everybody knows how excited I am to watch you guys continue to grow within this sport it's awesome guys I want to wrap with this I want to share a, a, a little story with you guys uh, as, as I mentioned MIS is my home track and you know a couple weeks ago we were at MIS I was standing on pit road um, you know right at the break between you know the, the main garage entrance there from pit road uh, which is where the 16s uh, pit stall was at the break and and I'm literally standing there as each yellow came out to go out into victory lane. And I just looked up at you guys uh, and it was so much fun to watch the passion uh, as each yellow would maybe come out like, and, and the frustration and, and all that. And to see the payoff uh, in person right there next to you guys, it was so incredible. I was so excited for you guys to get the win in the backyard of the motor city uh, real quick. Talk about what it means to get a win at Michigan for you guys. Well, man, for me personally, I mean, it's just good to have these, uh, have, have all these trophies. I've gone up to Michigan, uh, even for years, uh, you know, my dad was in, uh, was worked for Raybestos. He was the sales and marketing, uh, representative for, uh, you know, his vice president of sales and marketing at, uh, at Raybestos Briggs. So, you know, they, uh, uh, you know, we've been going up to Michigan for years. So I'm from Chicago. So I went to high school in Chicago. And so, you know, it was just a few hour drive, you know, over there. And uh, so pretty surreal. I mean, you know, I love that racetrack anyway, because, you know, I can't figure out, I, I say every time we go there, I can't, I can't figure out whether it's a, it's an oval or intermediate track or like a super speedway, you know? Yes. I think, Rice, don't I say that to you every time? I'm like, I don't know what this is. What is yeah. this? How do you treat he's, this? He's like, are we running the Daytona car? Or what are we running? I'm like, no, it's a Bristol car. You <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to treat uh, Michigan. It's all but I the love things. it, man. There, there's, nothing, there's nothing like it, man, when those cars go to, into one and then they're all spread out and uh, – you know, and they're drafted and it's just a super fun uh, race to watch and, and be a part of. And, and now we get to say we've got a we've got an awesome Michigan trophy. And so it, it, uh, it meant a lot. And it's going to be cool because every time you go back there, you're reminded of, uh, of how cool it was to win. Absolutely. I love it. And it's Motor City, right? Like so we look at it. Uh, Chevrolet is a huge partner of ours now. We're probably the first and only Xfinity team to ever be a key partner with Chevrolet. And that's. It's Motor City, so to go to win in their backyard, man, is just amazing. And I never thought in a million years we'd win Michigan, nor did I think we'd win Vegas. And we won both of the, them this year, uh, which was a lot of fun. And, and it's something to hang your hat on to win Michigan. A lot of people can't say they won in, in the backyard of their, their you know, Chevy or Ford or Toyota. So 
definitely excited about that. Absolutely. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, listen, guys, I, I got to thank you guys again so much for taking some time to come onto the podcast tonight. I really appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys in the playoffs. Uh, best of luck this week at the Roval. And, and hopefully we're talking about a college championship here in a couple of weeks. That'd be great. Hey, if we do, uh, we'll, we'll call back in and uh, we'll talk about it. Don't, Can't wait. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Everybody, well, make sure you're for- following Colic Racing. Matt Colic, Chris Rice, thank you guys so much. Look forward to talking to you guys very soon. Well, right, thank Brandon. you, and I appreciate it. And keep smiling. I will. Absolutely. Right. You know it. Lap Traffic Nation, are you kidding me right now? How awesome was that? Matt Colic, Chris Rice. Ah, man, I mean, that that's up there in terms of like top guests right there i think something tells me this show might have the highest download of any show ever i'm just putting it out there i think that this show is going to do awesome and i'm so excited so honored to have had those guys on the show uh all right let's let's talk a little bit about talladega and and let's look at it from an overall weekend perspective right like tate fogelman brandon brown Bubba Wallace like I wonder what that parlay would have paid like that had to be huge that had to be you know Powerball winning numbers right there I think um, I, I, I think that's that's where we're at from looking at it from this perspective in terms of who won this weekend. You know, here we are knee-deep in the playoffs and not a single playoff driver won this weekend. Uh, you know, Brandon Jones finished second in Xfinity. Brad Keselowski finished second in Cup. Uh, and, and that's as close as we got. And, you know, when, when I look at when, when I look at Talladega, Daytona, um, if, if we're going to know that we're going to have wrecks and we're going to have carnage, um, then, you know, I want wrecks and carnages with, winners like we had this weekend like let somebody go get that first trophy you know go let take fogelman win at talladega uh if we're gonna have the chaos that we had in that truck race and in the xfinity race like yep okay fine like if if we gotta have it then this is (laughs) those are the winners that i want i love it um i'm incredibly excited for for brandon brown it's a bummer um, you know, cause he almost made the playoffs and, you know, we could be talking about him winning his way to the next round, which if, you know, they could have, you know, just had a few more good finishes there, you know, could you imagine the, the wrench that that would be throwing into the playoffs right now for, for the Xfinity series, um, you know. Not the same case with Tate, not the same case with Bubba. Uh, both were, were pretty far stretched, uh, you know, from, from making the playoffs. Uh, but Brandon Brown wasn't that far off, and, and that would have been something else there. Um, you know, uh, w- when you look at the rain-shortened race, you know, it, it happens. I mean, we all saw what was flooded on social media. Um, and, and to that I would say, you know, you're gonna have it's part of racing and someone's got to win a race and they you know they 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 made the call to end the race you know and and i would just say to that you know as long as he gets more wins then this becomes more of an afterthought of 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 the fact that his first win was you know a rain shortened race at talladega 
I have always said, I said it when Justin Haley won, uh, that that Daytona race, a win is a win. They put themselves in the position. They played the wild card. They they took the the, the gambles. Uh, and hey, that's part of the sport. It's racing. You know, it's it's a bummer we didn't have the full the full race. But hey, you know, we probably would have had thirty two more red flags. So, you know, you, you got to take it how we get it and. It's, it's going to do big things for the sport, and it's going to draw good attention to the sport. And, hey, I mean, he's come close. It's not like Bubba Wallace hasn't come close to winning a couple plate races. He's He always seems to be up there in contention. So, uh, you know, can't really take too much away, in, in my, my opinion there. Um, it did do some interesting things from the playoff perspective uh, on the Cup Series side of things. Um, you know, you had Kevin Harvick, who, again, almost got another one. Uh, and here he now sits a few points outside looking in, going into the Rovola cutoff race. You know, if, if he could have picked up that win at Bristol, if he could have, you know, hung on for a few more laps up there in the lead at Talladega. You know, we're talking about Kevin Harvick advancing to the next round. You know, now we're talking outside looking in at the Roval, you know, can this team advance to the round of eight? I, you know, based on the year he was having, I didn't think he was going to get to the round of eight. You know, Kyle Busch has had some struggles, you know, and we all know the carnage that the road courses have been this year. We've seen a lot of big ones at the road courses. So, um, you know, it's going to be survival. Who can survive and, and have just enough points now? You know, we've we've got a you know an extra spot because we didn't have the automatic bid uh, from a race winner advancing this past weekend, so that'll play a role as well. Uh, I am very excited for the next uh, this weekend at the Roval. I'm bummed that the trucks, man. I just I don't like the how the the schedule has played out. Like, you know, here it, it happened right before the playoffs started. Like there was a three week gap before the last race of the regular season, and here we are with another three-week gap before we, you know, go and set the final four for at Martinsville here. And it's just, I'm not a fan of, of that type of, of break. Here we are in the playoffs, momentum from a fan perspective, viewership perspective, all those things. Uh, I just, I don't, uh, you know, I think something better could be done there. That's just me. And uh, we'll we'll leave that with that. So, all right, uh, let's let's press on and let's do a little laugh traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Um, make sure you're telling your friends about the show. They can listen on any platform. And guys, I... I, I'm finishing out season five strong with a huge giveaway. I put it out there the other night. Um, as soon as we hit 6,000 followers, we're closing in on needing about 400 to go, giving away a piece of sheet metal off the four car and the raced win Phoenix 124 die cast uh, from Chase Elliott last year. So I teased it out there that I was going to, you know, play off the drama in the playoffs this year with with Harvick and Chase Elliott. Uh, I personally think that's the biggest, best 
best giveaway I've done. Uh, it's gotten some great uh, responses and all that. So please retweet, tag some friends, uh, and uh, we're going to give that away here. Uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Hopefully we we, we can pick up 400 right around uh, championship weekend and give that bad boy away before we close and wrap things out here for the season. Uh, speaking of followers, though, uh, got some new followers with a giveaway like that. Kenny at Silly Red N3K Harvick fan from D.C. Josh Boyer at Josh underscore Bauer. I'm sorry, Josh Bauer at Josh underscore Bauer. Lifelong Gordon fan from Indiana. Uh, Danielle Barwick at D underscore Barwick. Diehard Chase Elliott fan. Melissa Adams at Melshaw30, Chicken Tender and NASCAR fan from Kansas. I mean, how do you go wrong with loving chicken tenders? Uh, Lakota Autumn at Infinity Lakota loves NASCAR and Chase Elliott. And tell me when I tell you at Trust Win, or trust me when I tell you at Trust Win, podcast covering all things. Uh, It looks pretty interesting. I'm going to Check that one out this week. Uh, Don't forget about the store. Go get uh, lap traffic hoodies, T-shirts, all that good stuff. And if you want a free lap traffic koozie and some free stickers, all you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, and I will send those out to you guys for free. Uh, All right. There's some social media. Let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on and see what happened from a weather perspective this past weekend and what we can look forward to this weekend at Charlotte. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it's been a minute since we've had a weather segment because it's been two weeks of best of shows. So I am excited to uh, get to talk with uh, Brian Newdorf, who you can follow on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Sir, good evening. How you been? It feels like forever. I'm really glad to help out small podcasts and be on here for the very first time. So I appreciate you asking me. (laughs) Uh, So what you been up to? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, it's been pretty boring up until the last few days. Right. You know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I may have, um, I broke a couple rules and we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll um, that. yeah. Let's, well, let's, yeah, let's first start with, uh, let's start with some football. Uh, as, as everybody knows, uh, Aaron and, and I are both Michigan and big 10 guys. Brian's a Purdue big 10 guy. Uh, so Purdue football, um, you know, there's some goods and bads right you guys are three and two had a close one with we, no yeah. game like i mean that was you know no i don't know what notre dame is like it's it's i i i can't piece it together they they very well could be zero and five right now so you know it's it's i mean purdue had a chance okay so let me take a look that 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 sets up exactly what i want to say about purdue football right now okay we have two quarterbacks one controls the game, but doesn't give us much of a spark and really doesn't take chances. Okay. Okay. He's way too conservative. On the other side, we have another quarterback who's trying to channel the spirit of Brett Favre, <laughs> which can bring you some really good plays yeah. until you throw it to the other team. It's crazy how that happens. I mean, let's just put it this way from the Notre Dame game. To the Illinois game, we had four consecutive drives where we threw it to the other team. Wow. By the same quarterback. Yeah. Now, he helped us win that game, but then at the end, he helped us lose against Minnesota, which I hate Minnesota. So um, I have reasons we lost Robbie Hummel to Minnesota at Minnesota in basketball, 
And then later that year during the Minnesota homecoming, which I happened to be at during practice. Now, I, these have nothing to do with each other because Robbie wasn't playing Minnesota, but we were playing Minnesota in football. And over the loudspeakers at homecoming, ironically enough, you hear over the loudspeakers uh, or people I actually it was a collective. This is actually really before smartphones, really. And then everybody you just knew everybody knew something was going on. And, and the news was Robbie Hummel had tweaked his knee again in practice. Uh, and we were all just like crap. Yeah. And then and I think it was Minnesota where we lost Rondell Moore and our other quarterbacks. I mean, like when we play Minnesota, like just bad things happen. You know, I feel like that with the Tigers in Minnesota. Like, I think they've they've screwed me out of seeing two no hitters in person. Like, so yeah, um, uh, I, I yeah, this, this it's something with Minnesota then apparently. So, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean Michigan. So here here's the thing with Michigan. Like, we were five and zero. Like, which is a great start. You know, we, we had, a, in, you know, who knew what Washington was going to be? We, we handled them. And to go on the road into Wisconsin and beat the Badgers, uh, I mean, that that's a staple win. But what does not bode well for us is that we have to go on the road to Michigan State who's ranked just below us and has really turned things around pretty quickly there. We have to go to Penn State, and then we have to go to Ohio State. So, you know, it's 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 going to – we have – we're just beginning our uphill battle of the season. So, Well, well we ha- we're off this. We're off – and, and the other problem, too, and what hurt us against Illinois, and what just probably hurt us against uh, Minnesota was we – even though we got some key players back, we're still hurting in some very key offensive and defensive positions. So, yeah. That doesn't bode well for us. Yeah. And we get um, – so for us in the next couple of weeks, Purdue gets uh, – we're off this week. And then that's Purdue plays number Iowa. three, Iowa at yeah, Iowa. That's And then we get Wisconsin at home, Nebraska at Nebraska, Michigan State, Ohio State, Northwestern, which actually should be kind of cool to watch. Uh, they're going to play on Wrigley. Oh, that's awesome. And then we get the uh, and then we get the bucket game two days after my birthday at Purdue, which that's the like probably the game I'm going to be able to get to. Okay, I'm hoping to try to get to one more. I didn't go last week. Well, I had to work, but uh, yeah. So I've been to one, and so, but <clears throat> sorry, yeah, I'm coughing. Okay, people, I have a head cold, so <laughs> it's not COVID. I've been tested. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, no, that's yeah, I, it's it's going to be crazy to see how this season ends up playing out you know, across big 10 as a whole. I mean, the mere fact you've got Ohio state with a loss already, but you know, they're hungry. They're still up there. Uh, you know, the fact that I was ranked up, I mean, big Ten's coming to play, but we're all going to play each other. So we're all going to start dropping in the rankings. So it's going to be curious to see if, if anyone from the big 10, you know, and who from the big 10 is able to maybe make it to the college playoffs and all that. So I'm excited for that. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about this past weekend. We you know, you and I are recording early, which I know we don't like to do. Normally it's Tuesday nights. We're recording on Monday. Uh, so we'll we'll throw that caveat out there. But uh, talk a little bit about what happened the weather wise, uh, you know. I mean, some things were true, some things were wrong. I I I I made a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. All right. I, I um a long time ago I read something and I'm gonna go back to way far. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm got distracted because I typed in the Facebook page and it's actually trying to load and I'm sad. So just don't <laughs> mind me squirrel. Um, anyway, um, nah, crap. It's back. <laughs> Shoot. I know I can cuss on this thing, but I don't yes. feel like it. Yeah, you're good. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yes. So I made a decision a long time ago where I decided, found out that, you know, retweeting people's tweets out into the ether, and especially when you have a massive following is akin to bullying. All right. And I made that choice a long time ago, probably three, four seasons ago that I wouldn't do that again. I did that again. And this person necessarily didn't deserve it at the time because not necessarily all wrong. And, and for those who want to know, and she wasn't talking about the forecast, she did try to drop something about the forecast, but her complaint with me was throwing Aaron under the bus. Yes. Yes. Weatherman had a fight. Um, long story short, there was a communication problem. I take full responsibility for what happened. Um, and I should have just said something to him instead. I passed the buck blamed Aaron out there openly on Twitter to our massive following. And then, you know, and it was confusing too. the context was bad. I was in the wrong. Uh, Aaron and I are good, but that's the long story short without going into details. Okay. And I will a thousand percent take the responsibility and um, it's caused a massive brouhaha and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it, but this poor person got the rub down. And I mean, they doubled down and likefully show so, but, I have a, you know, let's take, I'm looking at my uh, Daily Bugle Lego set here, so let's drop a Spider-Man reference. With great res- with great power comes great responsibility, or with a massive following comes great responsibility. So um, you don't bully people. <laughs> That's my lesson. Today's ki- today's show was brought to you by... Um, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's that's what I did. And, I mean, that person's not wrong, and I wanted to address this last night, but I clear heads have prevailed, and I, I will say... For those of you who have listened, outside of doing this podcast, I had been pretty lackadaisical. Now, in the last two years, I've made a huge career change. I went from TV to what I do um, with the with the National Weather Service. Okay, I work for the National Weather Service. I'm I'm not supposed to update weather uh, NASCAR weather at work, and I don't, um, unless I'm on a break or something like that. So, because of the fact that I work mid shifts, which are third shifts overnight or I'm working on a Sunday, uh, there's very good high probability that I'm working when a race is on now versus when I used to do TV, I could always take breaks and there was a little more loosey-goosey. Um, not so much at the weather service because so um, I haven't been as active. And then the times that I am off, those are my weekends. And so it's like, okay, I, I, I don't want to do stuff. And I, I, I lost my drive for a little bit. I had fun today. Uh, well, today, speaking of Monday, um, I had a good time today and it was good um, as you talked about. Yes. Um, Congratulations on um, on everything. The ten years. God help us. You're reproducing. Um, yeah, it's not. I'm sorry for that kid. Um, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, not not because of your wife, but because of you. Yes, I. Hey, the, and the sad thing is, I joked with her the other day. The crowd genes are strong. We all look alike, so there's a good chance this kid's going to be a spitting image of me too. So. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. the new yeah, we always say the force is strong in our family. When we say about that, we're talking about uh, Star Wars. We talk right? about yeah, well, the Newdorf, yeah, the force yes. is strong. Good, hey, there you go. I got one. I got one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how are we looking this weekend at the Roval? Well, they have rain tires. <laughs> there you go. So I'm like, so my my okay. So that's my polite way of saying, does it really matter? Right. Fair um. Enough. 
if it rains at a road course, does you know, does a mime lose its ear? I don't know. Some weird saying. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm actually it doesn't look bad. Uh, it's just Saturday. I looked at the schedule. I mean, they've probably practiced Friday, but I'm looking at the main events Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, if you've got stuff you want to do Friday, uh, well, I think if there's going to be showers, the best as of right now, the best chance is Friday. Okay. Now, I will put this caveat with any kind of long range forecast. Timing is always one of those things that can drastically change sure. over time. Okay, things can speed up, things can slow down. So as of right now, Friday looks like the target day of the best chances of rain. That could move to Saturday, or that could come in as early as Thursday, which also looks wet. Right now, Sunday actually looks fairly dry. But at this point, I'm going to say there's a chance of showers both Saturday and Sunday because of that margin of error. Okay. But with rain tires, unless it's the deluge of uh, what, you know, Coda, was it? Coda, yes. Yeah, if it unless like unless I mean unless unless we're trying to build an arc, um, you know I think they're going to be okay. They should be able to. I mean, but again, the arc, you know, it is Charlotte. It can be you know humid and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'd say generally speaking, uh, obviously they should race unless the rain's heavy. But I don't. I didn't see anything that screamed. Oh, you know what? We're just going to get inundated with absolute huge amounts of rain. Uh, I didn't see a setup for that. So for me on that note, I think, you know, no matter what happens, uh, they'll race. Now, if you're going or anybody's going to the race, obviously have your backup plans or at least bring your poncho. Um, and you know, as Aaron likes to say one or two, I always, this kind of one is like a, a one poncho okay. weekend where you probably don't even need it, but there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well, sir, uh, we covered some stuff today. <laughs> We did. And we have one more thing I want to cover. Yes. So I'm going to wrap this up for you because I'm really good at this. So um, don't forget to follow me. You can find me on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. All right. It's not WAX or as the one person kept doing, forgetting the uh, underscore. Keep Make sure you get the underscore or I won't get it. I don't even know who NASCAR <laughs> uh, WXMAN. Poor guy probably got abused yeah. yesterday. <laughs> and um, um but you can follow me at uh, NASCAR underscore WXMAN, and you can also follow the Aaron Studwell. The, okay. Oh, I shouldn't do that, right? Because he's a Michigan guy. Right. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> re 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 let's rewind the tape. Just follow the great Aaron Studwell uh, at RaceWeather, uh, you know, and you can go to his Patreon. But I will put out this call, and I'm only doing this because he's like a brother to me, and he's a good friend of both of us. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Aaron um, has uh, really took a – just jumped all in. He made a very brave decision, completely changed trajectories of a lot of stuff, and I, I applaud him for that. He has been doing some amazing things, and I'll let him tell the story when the time comes. And Just what he's doing and he, what he's doing inside NASCAR is just – I'm so proud of the guy. But to do what he's doing – it takes a lot of work, and sometimes things come through, and some things you don't. And especially when you're brand new, I mean, I did this. I took a fifteen thousand dollar pay cut with a family to start a brand new job. So you got to take risks, okay? So he's doing amazing things, but sometimes amazing things are slow to pay the bills. All right, this is what I'm going to put out there. As much as Aaron and I do, and people say to us all the time, I really appreciate what you do. Here's your opportunity to show how much you appreciate me and him. And when I say me, what I mean is take that appreciation you have for me and help Aaron out. He just needs a couple of bucks, potentially for groceries and to pay his rent. Things are working up. 
We're not asking for thousands and thousands of dollars, just enough to get him to next month. And again, all the stuff that he does for you, for me, for the NASCAR community, five bucks here. If I mean, if five dollar, if a dollar came from all my followers or all of his followers, my God, he'd be set. Uh, but that's not going to happen. But if a few people were to throw in five bucks, ten bucks, he could pay his rent. And so. I know Aaron doesn't like to do this, and I don't like to do this. I don't like to abuse or abuse the massive following. Again, going back to that thick statement I said, having a big following comes with responsibilities. But if it wasn't for the fact that Aaron does so much for the NASCAR community and what he's doing today, I wouldn't be asking. So we have a GoFundMe. I'm going to post it a couple times. I know at uh, lap uh, lap traffic. <laughs> you know what show you're on? <laughs> I know what show I'm on. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. <laughs> I've already did it have, tweeted it. Yes, and I will. Continue he has. Well. I just wanted to make sure I had that because we don't ever say your name. At I know. The end of the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, but at lap traffic, and maybe he'll put it on his face. Maybe he'll put it on the website. I don't know. Yes. But uh, what I'd like to just challenge everybody, just to help him out. I mean. He, he's done so much. He gives so much of his time. And you know this as well as I do. The time he gives to all of our NESCAR fans and, and what he's done to help me, I've already donated 100 bucks. I'm just going to put that out there. I've already put down 100 bucks. Yep. Okay, because he's family to me. My donation is going in as soon as we hang up. So there's a GoFundMe. But if you don't, if you want to do something legit and you do respect his work, then just subscribe to his Patreon, the highest level you can, and do it each month. That would even be better. But if you don't want to subscribe and have monthly payments taken out, then just do it one time. We're just – again, sometimes we just got to help our brothers and people. They don't like to ask for help, but how can we sit here and say, don't be afraid to ask for help and then have you criticize somebody? He's never asked for help, and so uh, I'm doing this for my friend. That's why I'm doing this. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Go help Aaron. Go uh, see uh, Brian's retweet, my post. Uh, and, and go help Aaron if you can so that he can keep doing the amazing things that he's done on the show, on Twitter, and the things that he's working on behind the, the scenes that are uh, going to be known down the road. So he's doing great things and, uh, you know, appreciate him. Can't wait to talk to him next week, talk a little Big Ten football weather and, and all that. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. Yeah, eventually we're going to have to have the all, you know, we may just have to do have us like on like the last couple of races or something. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'm open. I'm, I'm, I am open to all. The I mean, yeah, you need content. I, I swear. I do need content. Yes, I do. I phoned it in for the last few weeks. So I do need to put some content out there. That's for sure. So uh, tonight's hopefully a good start. Good, strong show. Uh, I hope every. I, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with Matt Collig or Chris Rice. It was Brian. Newton I'm just delivered. teasing. We all know. I'm, exactly. I'm, I bring people. People stop listening when the weather one comes on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, nonsense. Oh, uh, all right, Matt. Well, listen, it was great to catch up with you. Uh, hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll talk with you soon, man. Also, I mean, if we make actually what we should do challenge people too is if we do make that, if we do make, and I'll, I'll, I might even say, I'm in control of this. We'll take whatever money he gets. And if he gets a, a, an insane amount, the rest of it will go to a charity. There we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, we're not going to be selfish, horrible people. All yeah. right. We will take what we need to help Aaron. And then, and maybe what we'll do is, you know, and if we do reach a certain point, we will have our like December cookout at MIS. I mean, just because we will be those strange people deciding to tailgate at some weird random time. I tell you, how about this? And you can add this on there if you can. If anybody 
donates uh let's say two hundred dollars they're gonna get a lap traffic okay. uh swag pack for me and if anybody donates five hundred dollars uh i'll have them on the show for a few minutes all right there you go i will make sure i put that out there and i will get that in the gofundme thing yep there you go how's all that? right sounds good excellent all right man we'll catch you in a couple weeks sounds good all right we'll see ya bye Great to catch up with Brian Newdorf. And again, if you can go help Aaron Studwell keeping his projects, race weather, and all the things that he's got going on in the sport of NASCAR Live, uh, you know, go help him out if you can. Uh, all right. Well, after a two-week hiatus, it's time to get back to some lucky dog and lap down picks. Um, I am going to give you my lucky dog is is Bubba Wallace. Lap down. No, my lucky dog all first-time winners I, I talked about it a little bit ago lap down is the weather uh so there's my picks let's get to your guys's picks scott at 1985 wagner lucky dog three-way tie tate fogelman brandon brown and bubba wallace three first-time winners in all three top series in one weekend that's got to be a record right like i mean i don't not to mention you know all three uh races no playoff winners that that's got to be something uh somebody let me know uh lap down talladega resident with his poorly made statement about the truck race uh jeff at jbev 1789 lucky dog how about three first time winners in one weekend i guess that is talladega at its finest lap down start times and weather 11 a.m local time uh, we likely get that in really hate tv so much has so much say on these types of calls uh brian at storm b81 lucky dog Bubba Wallace lap down uh, the fans enough said which should be an awesome day on NASCAR Twitter Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan lucky dog first time winners what a weekend lap down besides the obvious of rain HMS had a terrible Monday that they did uh, Lisa at LL Chananas a lucky dog Bubba Wallace getting his first cup win and lucky dog to Lindsay and Branding, uh, Brandon on being preggers thank you very much uh, lap down the vitriol coming from some so called NASCAR fans out there today hear you there uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars how can the lucky dog not go to all three winners this weekend all first timers and i'm especially psyched about bubba winning lap down going to the crowd at the end of the xfinity race do just want to race um robin at sf 49 or girl 16 lucky dog uh bubba everything aligned perfect for him today congrats to all three first time winners this weekend a lap down the fans who waited two d two days to see a rain shortened race uh matt at camper news net lucky dog to the first time winners all three series uh a memorable win in nascar history this is why everyone has a chance to win at talladega additional lucky dog to nascar for trying to get the race in mother nature won in the end no lap down uh and chris at usmc underscore nascar fire lucky dog the winners first timers in all three series lap down talladega for being a playoff track with no lights i see what you're doing there uh tristan at tristan cole lucky dog bubba wallace brandon brown tate fogelman lap down the rain at talladega and let's see timothy trip at uh cynthia trip lucky dog is bubba wallace first year team first career win lap down is me for being at work on a monday oh man i hear you i had to i i, I may have been streaming it on one of the, the the work monitors that's for sure uh all right let's uh keep things going let's uh get to a little social or not social media let's get to a little live traffic fantasy 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. I can't believe it. We are down to just five more races to go in the 2021 season. Uh, Joining me on the line right now, he is still in the Lap Traffic Playoffs. It's Brad Carnes. Brad, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm great, buddy. Oh, well, listen, uh, before we get into fantasy and all that kind of stuff, what do you think of this weekend, man? Three crazy winners. Like, I mean, that's what Daytona and Daytona are all about. It was nuts, man. I'm uh, I, I'm happy for Bubba. Um, I, I think it's awesome that he won. But uh, yesterday made me realize we should not have anything less than a full race in the playoffs. There was so much left that could have happened. You know, that's a that's a. It's a that's an interesting take and and I like that because you know all right fine regular season you know and that's there's there's been so much you know interesting tweets let's call it and stuff out there about the you know rain shortened races and anybody that wins a rain shortened race for the first time I think you're going to get that right you know Chris oh, yeah. got that in Pocono you know and especially because you know hasn't been back to victory lane you know so I mean hell Joey Logano got his first win on a rain shortened race absolutely you know so if 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 he, if Bubba can just, you know, if he can keep pace and, you know, get back again, you know, the more times he does it, the the less of an asterisk this is going to look like to those that want to put the asterisk there. It's it's a part of the sport and all that. Uh, but I love that idea that for the playoffs, we're going to finish the race regardless. Like, that's a unique approach, and I think that's... That's a cool one. I like that. Well, and and this weekend, even more so, because it's not like they have to travel to the next race. They're in Charlotte. Sure. So, I I mean, it's a one-day show. Uh, I I just, I've got a little bit of a problem uh, with it ending 60-some laps early uh, at Talladega, of all places. Sure. I mean, yeah, you know, wild card. We already know there's going to be some craziness. So, you know, hey, if you're going to put that in the playoffs, you might as well let it play out, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm biased too. Harvick had a great car. And, oh, he did. Uh, he did. He messed up there with like two laps before the rain came. I, I think he was going to win it, but he uh, he went up to block a run and he went up a little too high and they got under. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you had, uh, let's see here, you had Brad Keselowski, Justin Haley, Grant Enfinger. Uh, you picked three plate race ringers and not one of them found victory lane. <laughs> Keselowski got the most points, though. That, I'll take it. That he did. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Well, let's hit our standings. We've got one more race to go before we reseed again. Uh, and, and we're going to drop four more players. But right now, John Edwinsel all the way in Australia, sitting in first with 230. Jeff Bevan in second with 225. Steven, DFS NASCAR guy in third with 223. Brad, you're sitting in fourth with 215. Uh, Stephanie in fifth with 206. Glenn in sixth with 204. John King in seventh, 195. Henry Fletcher in eighth with 193. And currently outside looking in for the next round, Henry, or I'm sorry, Joshua Neal in ninth with 183. Chad Robb in 10th with 175. Jess Rose in 11th with 155. And Charles in 12th with 145. So, uh, you know, Charles and Jess, they might be on their way out, but, uh, you know, Chad, Josh, Henry, you know, the 12, 15 points, that's that's possible depending upon what happens this weekend. So It's uh, going to be crazy. It is. Uh, what do you say, Brad? You ready to make some picks? Yes, sir. All right, Lap Traffic Fantasy players, we are headed to the Roval, where Chase Elliott has won the last two Roval races at Charlotte. 
It's the last race before the cutoff round. Do you pull the plug if you need some points, or are you saving chase for a couple weeks from now? Kyle Larson's also been hot at the road courses this year, and surprisingly, once the playoffs started, not everyone is picking Larson each week. Uh, we also know that Blaney can be good, as well as Martin Truex Jr. What is your strategy to get to the round of eight in the Fantasy League? Who wins their way in? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Brad, we'll start with you. Who do you have for the Xfinity Series? I'll go with the dinger. Dinger. I love it. That is my pick as well, even though my picks are irrelevant. Uh, and for the cup race on Sunday, who do you have for the Roval? Well, I saved Chase Elliott for it, so let's take him. Chase. Chase. I love it. All right, man. Well, listen, best of luck. And, uh, hey, we might have you back on one or two more times before this thing's over, man. Yes, sir. I'll be available. All right, man. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 260 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you're checking out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Don't forget about the contest. Let's get to 6,000 followers. Huge thanks to Chris Rice, Matt Collig, and Brian Newdorf, and Brad Carnes. Uh, we'll see you about next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya. <laughs>